You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Tux Aroturi. This is episode 67. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we believe the inside is superior to the outside. Episode 67 is the iceberg theory, how to trust in the unseen. Hi, people. What's up? What's been happening? Are you ready for Christmas? If you're listening to this around the time that it's been published, or are you enjoying the holiday season and just chilling and excited about a break. I certainly hope you're having a nice end to 2022 or a nice start to 2023 if you're listening later. I have been ready for this break since uh, October. (laughs) I just need to rest. I came back from a week-long solo break about a month ago to, I went to Gran Canaria But at the same time, I feel like all I did was let out some of the steam. I felt like a pressure cooker that needed to let out some steam. And I did, but not enough to feel invigorated. I felt enough to feel normal, almost normal, (laughs) but not enough to feel like, hey, I've got some life and some vigor and some strength. But you know, it's funny that even as I speak, it's hit me. That me going in search for Vigo is like going to look for positive emotions to push me instead of just doing it. And so I'm learning, I'm trying to be logical in the way that I function so that I'm not reliant on my emotions. And the way that translates is to have a very clear picture of what it is I want and where I'm headed and have an agreement with myself that no matter what happens, no matter how upset I get, no matter how discouraged I get, we're going to keep going. And I think that's the sort of agreement you have beforehand. You don't wait until things are bad, like I sort of did (laughs) before you start trying to make agreements with yourself. But the great thing was that I was able to work out a plan for my brands. I was able to have a clear idea of what I want next year to look like for me. And an incredible thing happened on my return. So a few months ago, I shared about how God blesses us not only by giving to us, but also by removing. However, our default action when we're going through a rough season is to hold on tightly to all we have because what we can see and what we have is what we are certain of. And when you're dealing with fear, when you're dealing with the unknown, it's uh, very difficult for you to take a step forward. And so we hold on and then we pray and say, Lord, bless me. And when we think about God blessing us, we're thinking about him giving and us receiving. Bless me with a spouse, bless me with money, bless me with a new job, right? But did you know that God also blesses by taking away from us? And I believe that we will be at peace once we can accept that nothing is broken or missing even the challenging seasons, even if it looks like things are being taken away from us, God has provided what we need and the things that drain us, the things that take up our energy and our time needlessly, he takes away. And for a while, I had known that an area of my business needed some attention and I didn't know how to address it. But in the most dramatic of fashions, the situation 
was resolved. And I have at least four lessons from that experience alone. And I cannot wait to share that with you in due course. But it was what my friend said that I found intriguing, that my time away and the rest I enjoyed provided the calmness of mind to hear God's voice and recognize the source of the leak. I say that to say that we often try to improve our output by doing even more when really what we need to do is step back, do less and allow the gaps to be exposed. When it comes to leaks or drainage, one of mine is clutter. Clutter of any type drains me, whether it's a messy desk or a messy room or a mind filled with excessive information just waiting to be actualized. My most used illustration on this entire podcast is the one about the sculptor that was carving a piece of rock or hitting a piece of rock and explained to onlookers who were curious how they could see a rock, but he could see an elephant. And all he was doing was removing the parts that were not the elephant. And that's how I see clutter. Clutter is anything that's not your dream, not your idea of how your life should look or the space or the thing should be. There is a famous saying by Jim Rohn that goes, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, I don't know about you, but for all of the period of my life that I've heard that quote, which has been years and years, I always attributed those five people to friendships. I always felt he's talking about your friends. However, in the last three weeks, three to four weeks, I've realized that it applies to anything in your environment. The most obvious is obviously your friends because we spend time with our friends and it could be family as well, especially when they're extended family members that don't support the life that you've chosen for yourself or they're just not the kind of people you want in your space, either because of their attitudes or their moods or even their words, which is the worst. But then it extends to co-workers, it extends to members of staff, suppliers, workers on every level. And last weekend in particular made me use the phrase, I am upgrading my life. And that means that there are certain types of individuals activities and places that will no longer feature in my space because they will produce the same low quality material that I'm trying so hard to leave behind. The people you spend time with speak into your life consciously or subconsciously. So as we head into the end of 2022, let's think about the clutter we must leave behind. And talking about going into the new year with no baggage, I want to suggest my mindset mentoring course, Get Unstuck. This is an eight week mentoring course. It's group mentoring all about mindset. And it is ideal if you feel that you are at the crossroads in life and you don't know whether to turn left or right or, or stay still, or you know you should be progressing forward and you don't know how to, or perhaps you feel stuck and you've just been at the same spot for years, or you feel like you're going around in circles and you just need some help. It's ideal if you know that you are gifted with so much more, even if you don't know what those gifts are, and you know you can produce more, but you're not. So this is going to start again in February. We're coming to the, almost coming to the end of the first cohort. So this is, you're going to be the second, be in the second group. It's only a small group at a time so that 
everyone gets great engagement and gets the most out of the course. So spaces are again limited, but head to my website, talksarotere.com and click work with me and learn more. The feedback has been amazing. I'm going to read one of them. Profound. This really is, I am now having to question my thought process. All those seemingly careful steps might just be me unconsciously minimizing failure. Another one, that's from Toyo. Another one is from Laura and it says, I really like how these nuggets are pushing me and challenging my inner mind. Very scary, but I'm embracing the pain and challenge because I am confident it's a birthing process for the new me. Yay. And yay to you. Thank you guys for your wonderful feedback and for trusting me to pour into you because I do count it a privilege. Okay, let's get into episode 67. Today, I want to share a concept that the Lord taught me just over a year ago. So like you, I've had moments and even long seasons of certainty. You know, when you're 100% confident that that dream you're carrying will certainly materialize. No one can tell you otherwise. But I've also had times of, you know, just uncertainty (laughs) where I'm like, are we sure we haven't stolen someone else's life? Because this does not look like my own life that I'm living. So this all started when I looked back and found that I had several projects that I started and never completed, all for logical reasons. If you search diligently, this is a tip, you will always find a reason to not do what you should be doing. (laughs) Of course, there are reasons to proceed as well, but I guarantee you that you will find reasons to stand still or reasons to keep going. They're all over us. But I find that it is easier to avoid taking a step forward, especially if it takes you out of your comfort zone. And so God began to speak to me this particular day and he said, do you know that your vision is already existing in its full and complete state? It's just that it happens to be in the unseen realm. And the iceberg theory, which is my labeling, is what he used to explain it to me. And so an iceberg is translated from Swedish to mean floating mountain. And as you know, it's a body of frozen water suspended in the sea. And they are literally as large as mountains. The largest one ever found was larger than the entire country of Belgium. That blew my mind. Thank you for that information, Wikipedia. I did not know that. So when you see an iceberg, You're actually only seeing 10% of it, which means that 90% obviously is hidden under the water. Again, I did not know that because I used to think that icebergs were floating pieces of ice on the surface of the water, but they're actually mostly entirely, almost entirely submerged and all we see is 10% of the complete size. So in the same way, your visions, your dreams, your ideas, Anything that's perceivable by you is actually just a fraction. We can call it 10%. It's a fraction of your entire vision and the rest of your vision, the yet to happen is complete. It is valid. It's already in existence, but you just can't see it because it's submerged and it's submerged in the spirit realm, in the unseen realm. So listen to this for years. 
I had been trying to establish a partnership with an organization and they always responded with, I'm so sorry, but we already work with somebody else. Now, this particular day, as I contemplated this new realization about icebergs and how the fact that I had an idea, any idea at all, meant that it had the rest of the body in an invisible, unperceivable form. I had come to terms with this and I had concluded that the fact that I wanted to work with this organization was not a random idea floating out there in the sky somewhere. It was a bona fide part of a full and complete picture. And the idea was just the part that was sticking out. I concluded that it was valid and it was complete and it was already in existence. And the full picture looked like I approached them. They said, yes, my business grew. End of story. That was a complete picture. So I booked yet another appointment with this new realization, this new iceberg theory that God had taught me. And as I was speaking with the decision maker, she began to explain why she couldn't work with me, having partnered with a competitor for years. And even if they were going to, it was going to cost me. And, you know, there are some figures that are so big that nobody even mentions the amount, but everybody understands the region that amount is in. And so I couldn't do much more. She had explained very eloquently why she couldn't work with me. It was logical. It made sense. Reason hadn't changed. I had nothing to come back on. I couldn't even argue my way out of that one. And I was also starting to accept with my usual, I understand, it's okay. Because I happen to be one of those people that are so keen on making others happy (laughs) that I switch roles and apologize to them when they turn me down. (laughs) I know. Go figure. At exactly the same time, just as I was accepting, I recalled a teaching from my Bible study group when Jesus fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. And when he held the bread and fish in his hands and looked up to heaven, he saw the abundance of heaven. That's the translation of, I think it's in Greek or Hebrew. I think it's in Hebrew. No, it's in Greek. The translation was that he looked up to heaven and In the looking up to heaven was when he was giving thanks and he saw the abundance of heaven. He saw that there was no limitation and that the amount of fish and bread in heaven was unlimited. And it was with that picture of abundance that he prayed and the food got multiplied. So as Madame was saying no to me, I saw myself accepting, picking up my bag. And then I also remembered the iceberg theory, as well as looking at the abundance of heaven. And the idea had come to me to partner with them in the first place was a valid one. That was what I recalled while I was sitting there. And it didn't end as an idea. It continued into fruition. I was not supposed to accept their rejection. They were supposed to say yes. And with that realization, I experienced a surge of faith and peace and courage and certainty. And in that exact moment, this woman asked me, how did you start your business? I told her, you guessed it, my rockstar story. And she replied, I'm inspired by you. I will love to work with you. Listen, the iceberg theory works, but it needs your input to be manifested 
And one way in which you can convert it is by the words that you speak. So if you haven't crafted your rockstar story and you need my help to send me an email, I'll be teaching a two day workshop on how to do that early next year as well. And your rockstar story, I have to tell you how many doors it has opened for me. Every wonderful thing that has happened in my business happened because I told my story. Almost every press feature, almost every, I mean, just opportunities I've had just from telling the story. And the reason why is because it is authentic and it is true and people connect with authenticity. Do you know why? Because I believe that the truest version of yourself is the part of you that's connected to God. And when people get to see that part of you, it's like getting a glimpse of God himself. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. I think that with everything else that has been stripped away, all of the pride and the arrogance and the uncertainty and the pain, when all of that is removed and all that's left is you, your spirit man communicating with other people, nothing touches that. And so I left that office walking on air and shuddered as I wondered how I very nearly accepted her decision not to progress. If I hadn't pictured the abundance of heaven, if I didn't have my rockstar story at the tip of my mouth, my tongue, if I didn't believe that was not the end, that the end of the picture was not go and ask for the business. And if they say, no, walk away, you've tried it over. I would have walked right out of that building and that would have been the end. And so I thought to myself, what else have I abandoned halfway because they turned me down and I didn't hold on? My trademark. Because seven months earlier, I had applied for my company's trademark and I knew even as I was applying that they were going to turn me down because they didn't meet the requirements. There are three main examples given to stop you wasting your money. It's on the homepage of the .gov UK website for trademark and IP. But I went ahead and did it anyway and I didn't qualify. Within a couple of weeks, they replied as expected with a rejection and it cost me £300 plus. They do have an appeals system, which is another two to £300, but I didn't bother because I knew that I did not qualify. Nothing had changed. I did call a trademark lawyer and explain to him and he said to me in a nutshell, his exact words were, you have zero chance of getting this trademark. So he gave me some other options and suggestions of, you know, alternatives, but I really wanted that trademark. Went ahead and I emailed them and I sent them some documentation and said to them to reconsider. I didn't appeal. I just replied to the rejection email just so I can say at least I tried, not because I was expecting anything back in return. And needless to say, they never returned my email. They never replied me. They just, you know, that was it. Seven months had gone by. I'd accepted it was a done deal until I walked out of that building with the iceberg theory on my mind and a realization and a certainty that every idea that you and I have are part of a complete picture. And if they say no to you and you walk away, you have not done your part in pulling out the picture or pulling out the iceberg. 
So instantly I send another email and I say, hey, I wrote you seven months ago, uh, blah, 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 blah. There was really nothing to say. I had no new information. Just all I could say to them was I wrote and you didn't reply. Would you believe it? Two days later, I get an email, an apology and a new decision to approve the trademark. Don't tell me. <laughs> that this doesn't work or that God isn't real. My goal with this episode is to help you understand that you straddle across three realms at any one time, the spiritual, the emotional, and the physical. And the causal space is that physical space. You see, that's what causes everything that we see and feel to be fully manifested. That's what creates it. I want you to know that the bulk of your dreams actually lie in that realm, which is why it's invisible. And I want you to leave knowing that the fact that you can imagine it, desire it and plan towards it is all the evidence you need to know that it is already real. As I say this, I'm actually being encouraged because I've had a dream that's dragged on and found myself starting to doubt if it's ever going to come to pass because it's taken so long. I want to encourage you that all that's needed is your physical body to do the work that your spirit has described to your mind and your body is capable of making it happen. That dream is not going to show up without you putting your hand to the plow and doing something about it. Are we connected on social media? Because a few weeks ago, I began a series reading my private journal. I did that for two reasons. One, I wanted to share the process that I used to navigate my life along with all the obstacles. You know, life is like an obstacle course. So how am I navigating those obstacles? I do that through journaling. And I wanted to show you the power of journaling and how I pull out life lessons from challenging experiences. The second reason I started to do that was to push myself further out of my comfort zone because I share life lessons a lot through the podcast and through speaking and writing and all of these avenues. But I tend to share areas of my life that I have already conquered. So it's not as vulnerable as it appears. It might be authentic, but it's not vulnerable. And I felt like I wanted to be a little bit more vulnerable and just be more open, not because I want my life to be a book that people read and talk about, but because I also wanted to show just the real, the realness behind my life and not let it look as though I conquer every obstacle I come across or I conquer every beast that I face. So I don't one previously on aging, for example, and it was me finding myself paying more attention to the fact that I'm getting older and my displeasure at the lines I'm seeing on my face and the physical changes I'm noticing, which I totally love the emotional, the mental, the spiritual growth, I wouldn't have it any other way. I enjoy getting older. I embrace it and I love it. But I found that I want to, or should I say wanted, because I'm getting better, wanted to hold on to my youth, my physical youth, but I wanted to age internally. <laughs> That's not possible. 
And a previous one was about an offense from a friend and how it affected me. But of all the things I have posted online on social media, I'm getting the most DMs from these videos because many people are carrying secret burdens and are relieved to find that this is normal. So head to my Facebook or Instagram or YouTube with my handle Talks Aroture and connect with me so you can watch the past videos and not miss the next one. I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening through 2022. Thank you for just your feedback and your consistency, even when I haven't been consistent. Next year is going to be so much better. Thank you for just being there and allowing me to speak into your life. Thank you for referring me to others and for sharing the podcast with your family and friends and for rating it. And if you haven't given it a five-star rating, please do. It will be so much appreciated. Till next time, live from the inside out. Mm-hmm.